Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menash. I love to answer your questions on the Real Estate Espresso Podcast in one of our many AMA episodes, that is, Ask Me Anything. If you have a question you think is of general interest, send it in. I'll be happy to answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. We are back. A little over a year ago in June of 2017, Spanish banking giant Banco Popular had been sold to Santander Bank for the price of just one euro. That's one euro in total, not one euro per share, but one euro. Banco Popular had been one of Spain's largest banks. But just as certain banks tend to from time to time, Banco Popular sacrificed responsibility and good conduct for quick profits. In 2016 alone, Popular lost 3.5 billion euros, which is about as much as they earned in all of the bubble years combined. Banco Popular made a bunch of bad loans that eventually came back to haunt them. Regulators stepped in and forced the sale using an auction process. Santander Bank quote-unquote, won the auction and had less than 24 hours to perform due diligence on a book of business that totaled 150 billion euros of loans. That's a very difficult process. So they basically had to take a flyer and and decide, is this a good deal or not? Now, with the sale of the business from one bank to another, the government was essentially off the hook for having to bail out a large bank. This was Europe's first test of their new Union Bank Recovery and Resolution Directive that became effective January 1st of 2016. This means that Santander Bank will have inherited all the toxic loans and all the consequent losses that Popular had on its books. Maybe they got a good deal, maybe they didn't. Banco Popular was one of the most thinly capitalized banks in Spain and its reserves were chronically less than 2% of assets. That's code for leveraging their business almost 50 to 1. The Banco Popular story is one of the first European bail-in situations under the new rules from the European Central Bank. In 2013, there was a similar banking crisis in Cyprus, and in that case, the bank took depositors' money to help cover a portfolio of bad loans that threatened the stability of a bank. Last week, the Royal Bank of Canada announced a new bail-in bond. It's the first bonds of its type in Canada, and its main feature is that if the bank falls in trouble, the bond can be converted to shareholder equity. These bonds haven't been issued yet, but they stand to replace the historic regime of deposit notes that have been in place for many years. In fact, there's about 150 billion Canadian dollars or 115 billion US of deposit notes out there in the market. Investors are arguing that a premium of 15 to 20 basis points should apply to the new lower grade securities. The banks in turn have argued that due to the quality of Canada's banking system, and the investor-friendly nature of Canada's bail-in rules, the spread should be only 5 to 10 basis points. Think about that. You're only going to get a premium of 5 basis points for a security that can be converted into shareholder equity. And if that happens, you can expect that that shareholder equity is going to evaporate because the bank's in trouble. It's expected the remaining charter banks in Canada will follow suit. Most countries, including Canada, the United States, and most of Europe, have passed bail-in legislation designed to tap bank depositors' accounts in the event that they collapse. These measures are designed to prevent the kind of government bailouts of banks that we saw in 2008. Remember, when you put your funds in a bank account, you have limited deposit insurance. Not all accounts or bank offerings are deposit insured. And When you deposit funds in a bank account, it's no longer your money. It's the bank's money. You merely have a claim on those funds. Under the new rules, you become an unsecured creditor 
just like the guy who sells toner cartridges to the bank. Most people choose their bank based on physical convenience of the branch to their residence or place of work. How many people actually perform due diligence on their banks? Is it even possible to perform due diligence on a bank? One trick that's made it more difficult in recent years is the right for banks to reclassify some of their holdings. For example, if a bank is about to lose money in the bond market, they can reclassify those bonds from traded securities to a special classification that basically means hold to maturity. That way they can wipe the loss off their books and the bond appears as an asset at full face value. As you're thinking about that, pay close attention to who you bank with. In the meantime, have a great day. Make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.